if if it was like one time he you know he's going to get help and his his lady's staying with him and she's standing by him that type of thing i'm like i ain't canceling him for that like you know i I can't care more than you boo i'm sorry like (laughs) you know so there's also that so it it really is just kind of it's case by case man so many hot takes in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your minds. Um, Well, I want to start with uh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Uh, R.I.P. to Jerry Springer. Uh, he gave us so much entertainment, either in video production, we used to watch him there, or when we were you know, homesick because we didn't skip school. Homesick watching Jerry uh, Springer gave us so much entertainment uh, almost every day. But it, it was great times. Um, anything y'all want to say anything about Jerry before we go move on? That is that is kind of funny how so many people our age watched this show before DVR <laughs> <laughs> and it came on during school hours. <laughs> so it's like, how were we able? How did you know what was going on on the show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was me and um Lorenzo or should I call him Big Renza. That was our that was our show. So we watched a little Jerry Springer Springer uh, which came on I can't remember if it came on right before Young and the Restless or right after Young and the Restless. But that was before, many a day. Yeah, it was TN and Young and Restless yeah, used to come on yeah, around lunchtime. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Eat us a hot pocket and watch a little uh Jerry Springer and um Young and the Restless and if we got bored uh, the Go cult classic Players Club. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> me, I'm so bored. I'm gonna go back to school. <laughs> you, made, you made me think of something else. For did anybody ever wait for their hot pocket to cool off? Or nah, did you bro, just that, it's, it's, <laughs> They didn't call it warm pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got a hot burning, burning your mouth here. <laughs> Especially the the what, meatballs and mozzarella. Oh my god, <laughs> that meatball is not real meat, and so something about it gets hotter than what it's supposed to. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, man. R.I.P. to Jerry, man. Um, but I I think Jerry went ahead and uh, passed away because uh, uh he he knew that uh Carolyn what was it Carolyn Brian Dunham was dying and she was gonna be in there to um you know mm. maybe walk in and he was like. Hey, <laughs> hey, Carolyn! <laughs> Look who we have behind the doors. <laughs> so, if you guys don't know, Carolyn um, Brian Dunham was the 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 lady who whistled. She accused Emmett Till of whistling. Yeah, at her. God, yeah. I couldn't, I, I couldn't, but yeah, she accused Emmett Till of whistling at her, causing him to be lynched. And so, f- her. All I gotta say about that and. Along those lines, while I'm on my soapbox, uh, I want to say Radish. It's this app. They 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 scam me, man. So it's Radish, Radish, whatever. It's supposed to be like a kid HelloFresh. 
thing where like seven year olds, eight year olds can get some uh, recipes and like be able to cook and stuff like that. And and Sophie loves to cook, so I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna sign up for radish so that Sophie can cook something. Hundred and sixty dollars for a six month subscription. Have you guys ever used HelloFresh or anything like that? You know, the food comes, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. I get a box in the mail. It's a freaking apron and some recipes. They don't send the food. For $160, one time a month, they send me three recipes. Damn. Yeah. Can't you? You can Google hmm. that, all right? I, I, I can. I can. That's exactly what Sophie said. She said, I could have Googled this. So, so for seventy nine ninety nine a month, Razi, <laughs> I can send you four recipes <laughs> and some uh, an apron, one time, and uh, some plastic spoons and forks. I'll send you a spork, some sporks, <laughs> and you still would be better off. Yes, I probably would. I was so mad. I was like. How if you're only sending it to me once a month, there's no way you can't send me the the food to go along with that, uh, as HelloFresh does. HelloFresh sends like whole meals for like twenty dollars, thirty dollars. Uh, so there's no way that they don't do that. And and so I was super pissed, but it's on me because I didn't read the fine print. Uh, I just assumed that the food came with it. Uh, but yeah, I so I have been on they got me they did the little facebook ads or whatever and so that's how i ended up uh buying it so i every time it comes up now i have been on it talking bad about them i mean i i know they're getting tired of me they probably delete my uh, comments because i've been on them hard but yeah don't do not fall for it listeners uh radish will screw you over so that's all i got man i just i'm i'm heated at that Ooh, i'm heated at that I will help you in your campaign of dissing them. Uh, I'll be remind me to uh, look them up on Facebook. All right. Um, all I got is uh, we we talked about Snowfall last week. Uh, another show I wanted to just briefly mention: Bel Air. They wrapped up a couple of weeks ago, and man, like I keep saying, one of the best shows on TV right now. Uh, Run and Disney are still going at it. Uh, for those of you that don't know. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, passed a bill that many call Don't Say Gay. Disney came out and very like almost timidly. They just pretty much it's not like they went hard in the paint. Disney just was like, eh, we don't really like this law. It was it was equivalent to that. This loser got mad, decided to punish them. Uh, so Disney played it cool, wound up fleecing him. They outsmarted him. So then he got mad again and said, we're going to build prisons near Disney and all this other stuff. So now Disney is suing Ron DeSantis because they're saying, hey, he is holding our free speech against us. We spoke out against it and now he's trying to punish us. So uh, look out for that to play out in court. And uh, a lot of people say Disney has a have a good case. So we'll see how that goes. And also Budweiser and Heiser Bush pissed off a lot of uh, how I want to put this redneck fishing uh <laughs> kid rock uh t- maga supporters man they uh i don't know if they had like a did they have a gay person on their bottle or they just put the gay flag they put the flag they, they made a they rainbow they did off. a rainbow um they, like uh <laughs> bottle that was it the rainbow <laughs> and kid rock took a case of Budweiser and shot it with an automatic gun <laughs> You know how bad you gotta be to do some shit like that, man. So, 
Uh, that's what's going on. People are pissed off at Budweiser for, I guess, pretty much saying, hey, we include trans and gay people. And uh, people are saying, hey, they should know their audience. They should know better. They don't even drink Budweiser. Why are they doing this? People just look for a reason to get mad, I guess. I don't know. That's gay people got, can't drink Budweiser it, products? Uh, no, they, they can't. But they, can drink, they, they can't drink <laughs> they Bud Light either. Light. That's what it was. Mike's Hard Lemonade or something. <laughs> it's Bud Light. Yeah, it's just Bud Light. Yeah. I don't know. We find we find stuff to get mad at because I always try to figure out like how does this affect you, and why does it anger you so much? Like, don't buy Bud Light. You know, it's it's or, not or, anti or, or the gay cans. Like you can you can buy Bud Light and not buy the gay cans. But then, uh, but then they're not, they're not, not going to support it at that point. They're going to just boycott. Of course, they're boycotting. But it's just like, <gasps> okay, boycott, cancel culture. Oh my god, not the right. It won't last. But the thing about it is, like, how do you de- develop a disdain for gay beer cans? Like, where does that come in? <laughs> like, how do you develop that? Like, it's like I come from a long line of gay. Beer can haters, like my great grandfather was a gay beer can hater, and his father before him, and his father before him. Because in 1864, we had the first straight gay. Like, what the hell? Like, why are people so upset about something like that? It's not anti hate. Like when you're when you're trying to oppress somebody, you know. Um, I hate it here sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah, that that's crazy. What else is going on? Any uh, political news outside of DeSantis, Trump, Trumping? Uh, for some reason, man, RFK Jr. He's climbing in the polls, like not enough to where Biden has to like start putting out ads against him. But he's polling at consistently like nineteen percent, as high as twenty one percent, which is enough to take notice at least so and his favorability is like it's higher than uh Kamala Harris and it's higher than I think it's higher than Trump's I think Biden only beats him by like four points in favorability so um it's just going to be interesting to see if he continues to climb or has he peaked as he topped out at the the 19 20 percent but there's just something to keep your eye on because a lot of his supporters are fighting for Biden to at least debate him and for an incumbent president to have to go through the primary process is kind of rare. Yeah. So are we still talking about DeSantis and how horrible? I just felt like we were going to keep going. I didn't know we were going to talk about his his anti-transgendered <laughs> bills that he's putting into place. Yeah. <clears throat> so much so that Wade, uh, Dwayne Wade said he doesn't feel safe. He's moved to California now, man. Um, it's... Uh, you know, DeSantis, I think, may not be the um, political figure that we I thought, thought he was. He just yeah. came in hot. Yeah, exactly. And I think the media props him up higher than he should be. I think he's finally the... He peaked too early. Mm, yeah. And so people got to see... Start putting eyes on him. And they're like, hold on. This is a one-hit wonder. Yeah, you know, he's, um, he's not. If, he's not politically smart as we thought. That's really what it is. It's like 
when yeah. you talk about yeah. he peaked early, it's he he came in thinking that he was going to be Trump 2.0, um, but he's Trump. He 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 doesn't. What I I can't remember the the news analyst they were saying why pick Trump light when you can have the real thing, right? And and that's really <laughs> what it is. There's no reason to look at him when you can get all the brashness, you can get the say whatever, you can get your, you know, I'm going to toe the, the party line and everything with Trump uh, and you don't have to worry about him going after, because that was one thing about Trump. Trump will say all this crazy stuff, but he didn't really target anybody in particular, like, to try to retaliate against them. Like, his thing was like, the most random stuff, uh, I'm gonna go against the country, or whatever. It, it, it was like, like, he mm-hmm. didn't go against, like, individual companies and stuff like that. He really was a business friendly president. So, I, I don't know, man. He just talked a lot of noise, and um, made a lot of, the biggest thing about Trump is he made a lot of people too comfortable to be the worst versions of themselves. Um, DeSantis is, he's a one hit wonder. I mean, and his whole thing, well, two hits. It's anything dealing and, with the LGBTQIA community. And anti-woke. And anti-woke. Yep. Yeah. Any, so. Anything that, it's not even politics. It's just anything that disturbs the conservative mindset. Your conservative sensibilities. Mm-hmm. We're not yeah, talking about he, taxes. He, he, he We're not talking about any the, of that stuff. Yeah, he took it from Ted Cruz. I mean, Ted Cruz did the exact same thing. It was, it was. I'm a, I'm a hit those points that, like you said, the, that rouse the base up. They get you um, passionate. Yeah, yeah, and and that's it. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll always talk about those. Oh, how how can I forget uh, Justice Clarence Thomas? What happened with him? Um, Oh, you know, yeah, he. Oh, his that, bribes, or oh, not his bribes? His, uh, yeah, his gifts. Well, yeah, there you go. There you go. Good correction. Good correction. <laughs> his gifts. Oh, I haven't heard of this. Do tell. Oh yeah, yeah. He has a. Um, so there's been a push to um, to have like a, a ethics investigation, and it, at at best and at worst, at least establish a new ethics parameter for Supreme Court justice because right now they kind of, I mean they do, but they kind of don't. Like, Supreme Court justices are pretty much left alone for the most part. So the Judiciary Committee has been coming together and uh, discussing that. But yeah, he has a billionaire I guess uh, donor or whatever that has like paid his son, paid one of his kids uh, private school tuition, uh, bought a house for him, uh, flying him out on his private jet and to his yacht and stuff like that. So, uh, <clears throat> and he didn't disclose it. That's like the big thing. Mm-hmm. Like if they get these type of gifts, they're supposed to disclose it. He didn't disclose it. And as we know, you know, when certain cases come before Supreme Court justices, you want to know if they can be impartial or not. But I don't think anything's going to happen to him, though. That's that's the sad thing. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Cause something should actually something should have happened to him after the 2020 election, like with his wife pushing, uh, with you know, pretty much pushing the same thing that uh, 45 was pushing, man. So, uh, it definitely needs to be more of a concrete way to investigate justices. But I will say this the uh, the liberal justices on the court, they well, I guess they can't say much, but you know, you never know who all 
had something with them. So they might, they may also be like, mm, mm. y'all, y'all be a little quiet on that. <laughs> you don't, don't want to open up Pandora's box. You know, you don't yeah. want to. Yeah. I remember, bro, I remember when a congressman from Louisiana, uh, the FBI found some money in his freezer. Y'all may remember this. And like, he was like a Democratic congressman. And even the Republican uh, congressman was like, hey, man, hey, we don't need that kind of stuff. That's, you know, <laughs> y'all need to chill out. <laughs> that ain't even important. Y'all, y'all worry like, about the wrong yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like, what, you, what y'all doing is freeze anyway. <laughs> now, that would be the best. The best reality show ever would be politics. Yeah. The house. <laughs> You know, like if you just see you go into offices and all that stuff and you just the fights and all like that's just it's reality TV. You know, what I I, I want to spend the weekend at uh just Thomas's house. I want to hear how many times he talks about niggas and like like I feel like there's some great <laughs> conversations. That you're like, I can't believe he just said that. Like I just I just I feel like those are conversations. I remember when I was young. And I, I won't say his name, but I remember being at the church or leaving the church or something. And I was walking by and the pastor was talking to his wife and he cussed and said something like, I'm tired of shit. And I, as a young boy who thinks the pastor is God's disciple, you know, on earth is using his word. And he sees me, the wife look at me like, how could you do that? And he looked at me, the boy got to learn someday. Like <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff happens. Obama did it. Clarence Thomas. Like, I want to see the behind the scenes. It's like the the training camp for NFL. It's uh, what is it called? That's on HBO. The Hard Knocks. Yeah. Yeah. I want oh, I want a hard knocks. Up. Have somebody mic'd yeah, up. I want, I want, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to I want Clarence Thomas mic'd up. Yeah. You know, that would be funny. But you know, I they mean, clean you don't up the act. Up. They 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 clean up their act. You know when they know they mic'd up, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, but in heat of the battle, <laughs> in heat of the battle, because we've heard, um, you've heard people come over the mic and say when they they had the mic in front of them and think that they didn't put the mic on mute. Like in the heat yeah. of the moment, you gonna slip up. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got, fellas? That's all I got. That's it, man. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, we got a. We got Sophie for a joke? Yeah, man. Let me go grab her. Hey, Sophie. Hello. How goes it? It goes great. Oh, nice. Like it. Now, you promised us a good joke this week. Yeah. Last week, you promised us. I did. So, you ready? I did. I will keep my word. <laughs> <laughs> How many lips does a flower have? <laughs> How many lips does a flower have? Two lips. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 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 nice, nice, nice. <laughs> got it first, got it. You saw God yeah. Daddy Ferg. Yeah, you said. <laughs> that was a good one. Yes. I like that. That was a good one. But you only said two. It was two lips. It was hilarious. It's better <laughs> than your two. I didn't want to say it out loud and spoil it. Well, no, that's the whole point of this. You're supposed to try to get it, and then if you don't get it, then you lose. I did. 
No, it's, it's not a competition. It's a it, joke. It, it is a competition. <laughs> you know what? I'm with that. I'm with it. Yeah, we want winners. If they don't win, you're not first, you're, they're not win. You lose. They're not first, you're last. You're last. You gotta get good. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get good. <laughs> Goodbye. See you later. Bonus no chase. All right. Well, welcome back to Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast. So you know what time it is. It's for the it's question time. Uh, remember, when you hear the questions, we hear the question. So last week I didn't get to do my question, so I'm gonna start off. Before, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something a little different. Since Sophie gave us such a great joke, I'm gonna go this Two way. Minutes. Knock knock. Who's there? Who's there? Two shots. Two shots. Two shots through the door. This is what happens when you knock when knock while black these days. Uh, mm. Yeah. About what, two and a half, three weeks ago, we had a young man knock on a door mistakenly and re- was re- received two shots through the door, one in the head and one in the shoulder. Luckily, this young man is still alive. And you guessed it, people. He was black. And one other guess, one last guess of about the the shooter. Ah, was he young? Old and white. (laughs) I mean, I guess mass shootings is boring now. So we just got to figure out how to keep the the gun conversation interesting. So we had a young man that was going to mistakenly went to somebody else's house and knocked on the door. And according to the shooter, the young man pulled on the door and tried to open it. According to the young man, he did no such thing. Either way, this young man was shot twice. Um, and luckily he's alive. And so my question goes back to we talked about this so many times the stand your ground rule and now this is um, I think it takes it a little further because I think this is what the the castle law or something mm-hmm. like that where you're going to castle doctrine or whatever it's called yeah. Yes, yeah what are your thoughts on this how far does this go is it is this is this man you know does he have a case <laughs> or so did the did the law change? It was always under my understanding that um, you had to like wait until some an intruder actually crossed the threshold of your home. Like you can't shoot somebody like in your yard or or in this case at your front door. Did that change? I, I don't I don't know because I think the law is different in each state. Similar no. to the stand your ground, there's little nuances to the law. So that's something very interesting, but I agree with you. Was this a true threat? Just because somebody rung your doorbell. Because the reason I asked is because we had this conversation at my barbershop the other day and we had an older gentleman. We had actually two people like, well, if you come ringing my doorbell, I don't like people ringing my doorbell anyway. And so if you come to my door, you know, and I don't expect you, then yeah, you might get shot. Like, you know, I had to, oh my, my, my nigga logic, uh, like radar and senses were going off. Like it was just an overload of nigga logic. And I just couldn't, I just couldn't, I just couldn't stand it. And I had to just, I had to, I told him that was nigga logic. 
I never met this person before, but I like that you you're using nigga logic right now. <laughs> like you just can't say Man. because you feel like it. Well, they don't have the right to be on my property. This is private property. This is private property, but it's not give you the right to shoot anybody. Um, for I'm like that could be the Domino's man at the wrong door, UPS, yeah. Amazon, Jehovah's Witnesses. There's so many people who may ring your doorbell or knock on your door mistakenly. You know, it's it's, it's crazy too because somebody posted a screenshot where they were asking FedEx where was their package, and FedEx was like, uh, "We deliver it. Can't check check some of your next door neighbors and across the street." we may have delivered it to the, the wrong address. And he's like, man, I'm black. I can't be <laughs> going to different people's front porch. What's wrong with you? Um, that is, that is nigga logic, logic or whatever you want to call it. Because, you know, in this day and age, you have people making deliveries. You have people that just simply may have a question. This actually happened a few years ago. I don't know what time of day this shooting was, but the, the shooter, I, f- I want to say it was in Wisconsin or somewhere, but it was like at like two or three in the morning. And um, I think this guy's car broke down or whatever. And he was like looking for help and knocked on somebody's door and, and got shot. So um, this is this has happened not too long ago before. But I mean, from what I could tell, because I, I got to be honest, man, you ask, are these shootings getting like boring you guys know how I feel, man. Like, I just, I have so much, I'm just defeated when it comes to this. I just feel like we'll never do anything about it. So it's it's almost hard for me to, like, pay attention to every single one. Like, before you came back, Rozzy, with, with Sophie, me and Ferb was talking, like, Atlanta had a shooting yesterday, a mass shooting. And then in southern Georgia today, I think four people were uh were shot at a facility somewhere. So it's like it's it's almost hard to keep up with. So I don't even know all the details on this other than what Ferg said, but from what I just heard, you, you can't shoot somebody just cuz you don't want them knocking at your door or ringing your doorbell. And I mean right. the big thing about it now is it's he's trying to say it wasn't racially motivated. It's like I is this the first person who's ever rung your doorbell unannounced? Right. You know, uh, but it's just so crazy because people feel and I don't even know if it's racially motivated these days because I just feel like people feel so entitled or they rationalize their decision making. So uh, I think that same week there was a woman shot and killed for turning around in somebody's driveway. So I'm not even out the car. Wow. <laughs> you know, young white Sheesh. lady. So um, that, that shooter's going to jail. And this, the the older guy, the um that shot the young man, young man. I don't think. I think he was arrested and, and he's out on bail. And they don't think that the charges are going to stick. They they think he's going to get off, just by it being his house and him saying. But because, like you were saying, Buff, I, I, I traditionally or usually what you hear is they have to be in the house. But if they're forcing their way in, that you can shoot them. And so that's why he said he was jiggling the door or whatever he was trying to enter that gives him that kind of leeway to say, yeah, maybe he was trying to force his way in or whatever. Um, and so I, I, I think he may end up getting off. Unfortunately, the, the, the young man, was he, was he armed with anything? No. So the thing about it was it, when I say it was a mistake, so his mother, he was going to pick up his siblings, younger siblings. So, um, his, 
I forgot the address, but t- uh, imagine somebody telling you go pick up your sibling at one two three Main Street. Um, but they meant to say one two three Main Ave. So you go to one two three Main Street, go knock on the door because you feel like you're supposed to be there, and you were just really at the wrong location. And that's essentially what happened. He went to go pick up his sibling. So. I don't know, you know, you're the only child. So I'll tell you as a older brother and Rosie, you can back me up. I've never gone to pick up my younger siblings carrying a gun because that's just not what older siblings do to go pick up the younger siblings. I don't know if that's just a, you know, that's a generational thing. You know, sometimes we talk about things are changing so much as a different generation. I'm assume that this young man wasn't armed. I don't think things have changed that much where he was armed to go pick up his siblings. I, I don't know. I can't say he wasn't. So Razi obviously is right. He, anytime it's a white perpetrator and a black victim, the the white person has a good chance of beating the case. With that said, he should not. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there's not even any circumstantial evidence to even back up his claim because 99.9% of people that have the balls to break in somebody's house it's gonna have a weapon so the fact that he didn't and it's but we'll see what happens I, yeah. I hope I hope yeah, yeah I mean I, I know you haven't heard about that I've, I've heard about it but I didn't like pay attention I have heard about it but yeah. I didn't pay attention to all the to details I do want to ask this though with so many guns that we have in this country like we have so many guns are we getting to a point that you know people have these guns other than going to the range, at some point, they're dying to use them. They're looking for a reason to use them. And something as simple as turning around in somebody's driveway or knocking on your door gives them the reason. It's like it's like it's like a toy. Like you don't buy a toy just for it to sit there. You want to use it at some yeah. point. Are we getting to that point? We are. And and not just on that, there's also the mentality that somehow violence is worse now like people always talk about oh it's more dangerous now than it's ever been and like you hear that from the media and stuff and it's not like factually that's incorrect Uh, (laughs) when you look at statistics it's actually safer now per capita people die less you have less violent crime Um, and it's especially depending on the area you're in It's, it's just factually untrue people talk about oh they're they're kidnapping all the kids and so parents won't let the kids go out and play in the yard and in the front yard and in the street anymore it's like no they're not it's just that because we have access to so much media it used to be that you only heard about it if it happened right in your area right you didn't hear about national news you didn't hear about a county over a state over that somebody got kidnapped now you hear about every kidnapping in the united states almost Right. And and that's where we're in this 24 hour news cycle. Everybody has to be in the know. Everybody is rushing. You're on social media. So you're hearing about a kid that got kidnapped in California. So you hear about it more often. You 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 think that, oh, it's more of it. But statistically, it's actually safer today than it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So there's that, too. Oh, I'm scared and I'm really fearful for my life because it's so bad. And like you said, I got this gun and because I needed to protect myself and that's what they told me. And so I'm scared. I got a gun. I'm going to use it. So 
it, it's it's a little bit of all of that wrapped into it together. Or are you looking it up because you don't believe it? And I guess it's well. A- I think what I was gonna say. I think what it is is um, uh, we've had a slight uptick. So like compared to five to ten years ago, it was like almost at an all time low. And now we've had a slight uptick, but it's still lower than it was, like you said, 30 years ago or so. Yeah. And and maybe certain crime is up or there's new waves of crime. Like, I think mass shootings. I, I just don't like I, and because that's what we started talking about earlier, you know, um, with Texas and Atlanta and stuff like that. I think things like that are up. Like, I, we weren't seeing school shootings and just every every other day because I think a mass shooting is with is it two or more three or more people die or shot, um, shot outside yeah. of the outside of the 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 shooter so like things like that are up and you're right it's the media shines a light we're more sensitive to it we're more aware of it um, it, it it was so happening before as well. It's just they they named it a little differently. But I mean, you had gang violence and drive by shootings, where you had the considered mass shootings. You had before then it was mafias and stuff like that, where there was turf wars and everything. Like there's been mass shootings before now. Uh, I think what you're maybe what you're talking about is just like and a random person of, going up and, and it's not really criminal yeah, like, activity because we're we're talking about yeah because we're talking there's a difference in criminal activity to me a criminal activity and mass shootings like you just you know in 1992 i wasn't worried about my if i was a father then i didn't i wasn't worried about my eight-year-old daughter getting shot at her school you know, like those things weren't as prevalent now where people are walking to random elementary, middle school and high schools and just shooting up schools. It's like, you know, now if you would have said they walked into a, a drug house and robbed the drug house. Yeah. Like I was scarier to walk down the street in 1992 than I was in 2022, you know, because of the the drug trafficking and drug wars and stuff that was going on around that time. But, you know, like these I don't even know if they're are they even considered crimes right now because they do they consider these people criminals yeah I mean they're, they're, they, I feel like, I feel like that's another thing that they, down, they downplay it they but downplay they try, they try it because to use they don't make it sound they don't, want, they don't want the guns right they, it, it's like we go we go to mental health route so that we don't have to address the gun problem so that's that they lean into that but yeah they're considered criminals just like everybody else but yeah. it's it's that it's i hate to say it but it's based on who the shooter is they're gonna yeah, play it very differently and how they describe that shooter and i like think it's a little bit of that too like now there's a drug epidemic Mm-hmm. yeah you know now I agree with what Byron said last week. There's always been drugs available, but I think the drugs that these kids are using are crazier now, a little crazier now than they were. But it's just it it doesn't matter until the it's the right people are hurt. You know, um, I think I was telling Rosie the other day they need to come up with a a movie um, similar to Fruitvale Station, where they show the young man going about his life because so many times we look at victims as just like these one-offs and you don't think about them as the person who 
was behind you in line at Starbucks today who was picking up Starbucks for his daughter and that was going to see a soccer game. Like you don't, you know, I, I know sometimes I have a hard time personalizing these people and just like six people were shot and killed in Atlanta today. And you're like, that sucks. But then it's like, no, that was a father going to pick up his daughter. That was a mother who just got a pay, uh, got a, a new job. Like they, these are the people. So I was saying if they made a school shooting movie, would that shine a light on gun violence? And the way we need it, because I think similar to when people see it, they can hear it when they see it. Uh, similar to in civil rights, when they start showing these videos of black people being attacked by dogs and spraying by hoses and the the young girls coming out of after the Birmingham bombing, things like that. Helped change the for me, I heard I always heard it helped change the, the, the heart of America, like there's like, OK. Now, that little girl, even though she's black, looks like my little daughter, you know, so maybe that's what they need to do. So if you got any writers out there, screenwriters, do a school shooting movie. Elementary. You get some backlash, but it'll get picked up. That'll be a hard one to watch. Most people wouldn't watch it. That's what that's what that's what they needed. Yeah. Why can't if if it's if it's if it's controversial, why is it controversial? You can see people getting shot in the street on TV, on movies and all this stuff, blowing up, you know, taking all this stuff, John Wick 7, Fast 22, you know, but when it's kids, and this is more closely related to real life, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Good combo, man. Yes, indeed. So, is it on me? Since you got yeah, two rise rise last. Ass. Yeah, <laughs> if I get one. You went right, first right. and now you uh, last. <laughs> <laughs> so um, last year, Lawrence Fishburne did an interview where he admitted, I don't know if this was his first time admitting it or not, but um, he admitted that during his first marriage, when he was like 23 years old, and I think his wife was 21, he said it was a volatile relationship and he abused her at times. And... Like I say, I don't know. If, I, I, it's hard for me to imagine that this is his very first time admitting this. But if he's admitted it before, it seems like it didn't hold him back because he's been in a ton of movies since his 20s. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Maybe he, he said he went to therapy for it and everything like that. And he's done everything he he's needed to do to no longer be that person that he was. So my question is, what is, because we always talk about, you know, we talk about R. Kelly and a lot of other celebrities and the bad things they've done. What is unforgivable to you when it comes to these celebrities? Like, is it abuse? Because I stopped judging people who uh, remain fans of celebrities that do bad things because like, you know, what was it, last year when Dr. Dre performed at the Super Bowl? I was excited about that. Knowing he has a history of beating up T. Barnes and beating up uh, Michelle A. and more than likely beating up his ex-wife. Um, you know, I'm a Florida State fan. The quarterback that won the last national championship there, Jameis Winston, possibly was alleged to have raped someone. So, uh, I just want to know, and, and yes, I do draw the line at rape, but 
the details on that one was, I don't know. It's just, it, it wasn't concrete in some of the other stuff. So where do you draw the line on your celebrities and entertainers? What do you consider unforgivable? Because like I say, with Lawrence Fishburne, he obviously was able to move past that and had a fairly successful career. It, it, there is no line. That's the problem. It's every situation is different. It's case by case. It's case by case. It's, you know, we talked about Kanye and like, I canceled him for just talking reckless because I was like, you know, we, he, I got to get this platform away from him. I canceled R Kelly, uh, while he was still out and, and was like, I can't have him that platform. I can't give him, you know, that celebrity status and be able to kind of hurt these girls and that type of thing. Um, and, and there's a difference of canceling them or, or saying, I don't support them while they are free. And if they go to jail, like I said, once R. Kelly went to jail, I was like, well, okay, I can listen to it now, you know, type thing. It's like, so it really is case by case by case with it. Um, but what I will say is things that perk up my ears to be like, okay, I got to research this to see, am I rocking with this person or not is like you said, a rape case, uh, sexual assault, um, uh, domestic violence, like those things like that, you know, grooming, like uh, the, the flash pedophilia, yeah. those types of things. Like yeah. I've got to look at that and be like, what's going on with that? Right. But you know, it, it's pedophilia. I think is one probably that is draw the line on like, Oh, if that come out that it's there, but I mean, people still that, that nobody was able to prove Michael Jackson and people still rock with him. Right. I mean, there's folks that say it happens. There's people that say it didn't, but when it ultimately what it comes down to is people still rock with him. But at this point, he's dead. So I'm, I'm rock with his music. I mean, and he, he can't hurt anybody, anybody any, anymore anyway. So, you know, I, I think that's the other part about it is my gauge really is. Can they continue doing this? Like, do, does me supporting mm. them, let them continue to do whatever they were doing? So if they are mm-hmm. a celebrity, does me continue to support them continue to let them get that platform and be at those events and be moving those circles and everything like that i need them ostracized if that's what they're doing right but if it's a domestic violence case that they're going they're getting help they hit them you know what, what remember when i was asked i was like how many times did he hit her did he hit her once or like like it's a little bit of that like if 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 it was like one time he, you know, he's going to get help and his his lady's staying with him and she's standing by him, that type of thing. I'm like, I ain't canceling him for that. Like, you know, I, I can't care more than you, boo. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you know, so there, there's also that. So it, it really is just kind of, it's case by case, man. So many hot takes in that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we here at Three Brothers No Sense do not support domestic violence. But we also don't necessarily support just canceling somebody. You know, we're not going to, you know, make excuses for people. Uh, we do want we want people to be held accountable. I think that's at the, at the end of the day. Um, I'm with Rizy. I think it's a it's a gauge. You take it on case by case because it's so easy to be judgmental. It's so easy to just to just call somebody right or wrong. Let's go back to your original person, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne is what, probably going on 70? 70s. Yeah, probably going on 80. Yeah, so let's say, you know, so let's say 70. 
So we're saying 50 years ago he was married. Probably if he was in Hollywood or something like that, I, I sometimes look at your environment, right? Like I look at the signs of the times, you know, what was what 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 were people doing then? And I'm not saying it's right, wrong or different, but if that's the environment where women and men are just used to fighting each other and, you know, he don't love you if he don't hit you like that. People, women, women have said that. And that didn't come from anywhere. That was a part of the time. That was a culture. Now, unfortunately, I hate that our women had to subject themselves to that. And but the, at the same time, there were men who were taught to live. You know, you got to you got to keep her in check. You got to use a stiff arm like those. Those were things that people were taught. Color purple. And, right. It's like you got to yeah. beat her. Like they literally told each other that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. Sometimes you're a victim of the times you're caught up in the moment. Yeah, there were men at that time that weren't beating their wives or vice versa, like whatever it was. So I'm not making an excuse, but I'm like, if that was the thing. Now, if he's if he was out here iking her, you know, knocking her out and, you know, making her pass out, all those kind of things. And it was just consistent. You know, Rizzi said it and I hate to say it repeat. I'm like, how many times did he hit her? You know, was that something they were doing? And we said, I said it a few weeks ago. There's a difference in being a victim and being a uh, a participant. So if she's fighting him or she's she's used to fighting with him, like th- she starts it, he starts it, like that. This is th- how they're the dynamics of the relationship. He just she starts it, he finishes it. You know, it's if they they're used to fighting, this is what they do. I hate those relationships, but that's how they get down. Like there's some people that just get down like that. And it's cool until he gets down a little too much. You know, they can fight five times, but the the fifth time he hits a little too hard and she goes to the hospital. There's a problem. You know, like, was it a problem the first five times Did the family, does a family have a problem with it today? So for me, it's, and I'm not excusing. I'm just saying, I think looking at something like that, you look at it case by case. What's what's going on? What's the norm? You know, um, I think about us growing up in the, you know, the 90s and stuff like that, how you were growing up. We were way more. This show would be 20 times different if this was if they had podcasts in 1999 and we were 40 something years old in 1999. By the way, black men were taught to think in 1999 versus today. If we listen yeah. to this show from 1999 today, we would be canceled because the way we thought back then would be completely different. So for me, it's case by case, but I think it all starts with people who prey on other people. Like when you go looking for a victim, so pedophilia, you know, um, if you're molesting or, or harassing somebody, and you're you're taking advantage of a person like you're you're just you're beating this woman you're manipulating her mind I Tina's head up like that's unforgivable the way he got in her head R. Kelly manipulating these young girls you know I can't get past that if Mike was and then you have to prove it you know mm-hmm. it, when it when it's just hearsay I don't I don't know if Mike did it I don't know if he didn't do it. You know, but that's any that's just that's just it's, it's I think that's a decision we just have to make if you think he did it or if you think he didn't do it. Now, if they would have proved Mike did it, 
let's say let's hypothetically if they prove Mike that you said pedophilia Byron I'm assuming you're going to say pedophilia would you have canceled Mike then yeah yeah, yep. like the unknown. There's, it, you know, because yeah, because he had the whole gr- yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's you got to prove it. Like we can just hearsay, like you know, well, he he molested kids. Yeah, it's hearsay, and maybe you you're you're less likely to believe it because you don't want to believe it, but you still got to prove it. But like when they show when they show if they would have showed Ike Turner beating the shit out of Tina on a you know stage. And they were fighting. It's like, nah, he beat the shit out of that chick. Like, that's just wrong. I can't forgive him for that. Like, that's just wrong. I can't see, you know, and even a man fighting, like, them fighting, but like, you beating the shit out of somebody. Yeah, it's like it's like the teacher conversation we we talked about, right? It's like, she had done just enough to get the girl off her. It's a little different than yeah. her, like, wailing on the girl, right? Like, it, yeah, I, I think that's yeah. the same thing with guys. Yeah, like, it, it's... I'm not saying he, she's right or wrong. I'm just saying, like, you took it too far. It's it's kind of wild how Ike Turner in his interviews explain why he hit Tina sometimes. Like, go back and watch some of those videos. It's 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 comical only because like nothing about hitting a woman is comical, but the fact that he didn't think it like he's explaining it's it justified. Like, he justified. Yeah, yeah, like. That's why. Like, you, why, why you don't get it? Yeah, yeah. He, he said I would ask her what's wrong, like one or two times. And the third time, it's like I gotta hit her. So I just want to tell the inspire you audience though, the whole Rozzy asking how many times he hit her. That was during like our first season of the show. I think the question was if you're out with your wife and your family at a restaurant, and there's a couple a couple of tables from you. And the man hits her. Are you jumping in? And Rozzy famously asks, "Does he <laughs> does he hit her one time, or does he hit her? Does he keep it? Because if he hit her one time, I would keep eating my meal. I don't know what episode that was, but we got to find a title and have y'all go back to it. But y'all answers are correct. It's definitely individual, and also." You know, I think for some people, I think some people justify it as they're able to separate the 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 art from the the person, and so some people do that as well. So there are some people that even if Mike had have been proven to conduct, uh, you know, pedophilia activities, that they still would have listened to his music because they would have said, okay, what he did was messed up, but I like his music and I am supporting. I enjoyed listening to the music. I don't even, I don't support him. Uh, and then for like people just have different parameters. For some people, they, it has to be proven. For some people, the allegations is enough. Like Kurt Franklin was addicted to porn. And you when you look at his target audience, for some of them, that might have been too much for them. Like, hey, yeah. I can't rock with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So but if, it's, it's different it, for everybody. It's slander. Let's say that somebody just said like, one of his old band members who didn't, he didn't like anymore just leaked that rumor and now your career is over. Yeah, and you when you brought up the point of you know they can separate it. What it made me think about is how we look at people who who are Trump supporters. Who's like, yeah, he says some crazy stuff, but but he's a great guy because he does this, 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 and this. And that's when it's like at a certain point, where do you take your stance? Like, do you do you like look? He's racist. He's does this. He's misogynistic. He's divisive. 
I can't when I see you support him, I look at you differently. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe that's a part of it. When I can I go out proudly and say I still support this person? Not because I'm trying to be cool, but it's like, how can you defend Michael Jackson molesting kids and you got two kids of your own? You know, if this if this was your child that he did this to, would you not want him to burn? And would, would you not want him for anybody to support him to burn? Like, why would you continue to support this person once again, if it's once it's proven? And so I think that's part of it, too, is I try to put myself in the victim's shoes and like those things is. You know, uh, if I talk a lot of shit and, I, and I hit on my, my, my husband or my boyfriend and he punched me in the goddamn face. It's, you know, do I feel the same? I, I think a tough one for everybody was Bill Cosby. Yeah. That was, mm-hmm. yeah, that was tough for like, you know, it it took for some people, it took for them to reach like 40, 50 accusers. Yeah. Like, first 20. Like the first 10, the first, yeah, first 10 to 20, everybody's like, they lie. They you try to buy NBC. Bill ain't break nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> started getting around 30, 35. He was like, man, damn. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was a tough one for a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, because and, it, and, it was and hard it's to also, separate. Yeah, it was hard to separate it. But I, I think what ends up happening, though, the type of art helps you be able to separate it as well, right? If they're an actor and they do a good performance and it doesn't remind you of what they did, then mm-hmm. it's easy to separate and say, I can still watch that movie. Versus, yeah. like, you talk about R. Kelly and it feels like he's throwing it in your face the way he's talking about it and everything else it's very hard to keep supporting him even after it happens because you, once yeah. you hear it so I mean it again going back to this case by case like I, I might be able to support some stuff but not others and that type of stuff and you're singular mm-hmm. so if you're singular like if R. Kelly's making music his music that's his music that's him putting his feelings his words and stuff like that out there um, now maybe because he was R&B and it's super sexual it didn't help, but let's say R. Kelly would have been Kirk Franklin. R. Kelly been making gospel music, and you would have heard, you know, but like his his uh, his songs got you through tough times. Like there's a special right. connection. He, he, he made a couple songs like that, as a yeah. matter of fact. And so yeah. it's hard for people to do that. But like you said, with Bill Cosby, he created a character. He's not himself. You know, it, it's think about and you brought the probably one of the most popular shows growing up. TGI Friday was Full House and mm-hmm. uh, Bob Saget was not Danny Taylor or, mm-hmm. or whatever his name like they were they were Tanner. two Danny Tanner com- Tanner yeah. Yeah. two completely mm-hmm. different people like he was this comedian I'm not saying the same thing but he was this comedian who was like lewd and disruptive and disrespectful, disrespectful but he became America's dad that was a character he was playing that had nothing to do with who he was or who he was trying to portray in real life. He actually didn't want to play that role. So you separate him from his role because it's a role because he was in another movie. You know, you got Bill Cosby as Heathcliff Huxable. You have him as the, the, the dude from I spy. I think whatever, like the, the black exploitation movies and stuff like that back in the day, these are completely different people. He's playing characters so I think it it is different too the art form art form who uh, art form and who they're portraying and like Ice Ice Cube talking about and hoes and you out here beating up women and showing that you don't respect black women it kind of falls in line with the image that you were already portraying yeah 
I can kind of say, you know what? You told me you were this dude. Yeah. You know? When so you put that, it in my face. So, and so tell does me that make seven. it easier? Does that make it easier to keep rocking with him and listen to the music if you kind of knew it was happening anyway? Like that they, they weren't putting on a character. It wasn't. No, because I up. think that was because that was their true self. Like if you're giving me something that's a portrayal of you, like a movie or a a, a show is that's not you. It's what the director told you to do and how you yeah, 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 anybody, yeah. somebody else could have played that role. But when you're writing your music, writing your songs, this is this is who you are. You are Rizzy. First album called Rizzy. I am Rizzy. <laughs> like, yeah, you talking about beating up on women? Like, okay, you're Rizzy. You beat up on women. Like, you know, you got a you got a song called How Many Times Did He Hit Her? Like, that's who you are. <laughs> you know, I, I gotta I gotta take you for face value and ex- decide if I accept that. Great points. Great points. Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and um, wrap it up, fellas. Let's do our parting shots. Um, I got two quick things. Uh, one, Equalizer 3 is out. We were talking mm. about Denzel, um, the trailer for that, and it looks really, really good. Uh, so if you're a fan of that Equalizer series uh, or Denzel in general, check that out. I think it comes out around August time frame. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And I'm super excited about H- Haley Van Lith going to LSU. LSU next year is going to be a powerhouse uh, in women's uh, uh, college basketball. So, again, WNBA is kicking off, so kind of check. make sure you guys check that out. I know the uh, NBA championship, or um, those are happening right now. So, um, some good games happening. You guys know I don't start watching until the championships and the playoffs. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm all in now. I'm like, woo, basketball, yay. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's been good. But I'm excited, man, for women's basketball in general um, kind of coming into its own and just women's sports in general. I'm not going to just say basketball because women's sports in general is coming to up and getting better and better and larger and larger crowds and everything like that. So hats off to you, you ladies, uh, for just going out and grinding and, and growing uh, your platforms. So that's all, man. Uh, speaking of ladies, I want to give two shout out to shout outs to, uh, to black women. And that is, uh, that is one, uh, God, I'm drawing a blank now. What's the, uh, the quarterback for Philadelphia Eagles? Is it Jalen? Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. His agent got him that very nice deal. And then about a few days later, Lamar Jackson, his mom, uh, helped negotiate his deal. So um, two black women getting um, two brothers uh, paid, becoming like some of the highest, if not the highest uh, NFL players in the league. I think Jalen Hurts' contract is the biggest or it's like the biggest guarantee or something like that. Yeah. But it's up there. So um, shout out to those two uh, women, especially with Lamar, because a lot of people call him Lamar stupid and he should get a real agent. And like, yeah, yeah, it's his mom. But if I'm not mistaken, his mom like has a background. I think she worked at like Merrill Lynch or something like that. So she is not just like she was watching soap operas all day. Like she she know a little something, something, man. Um, the, <laughs> what you got? What you got? <laughs> That's going to be the best and worst thing that happened to black mothers ever. Because you know, back in the day, everybody was trying to send their son to the league. Yeah. yeah. Now every every black mom about to be an agent. 
<laughs> need to let me be the agent. Like 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 that little mom mama. She got him paid. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna take care of you like your mama. Mama. Oh, it's, gonna, it's gonna happen. You gonna see it. The the other thing I got, man, is we, we talk about shows a lot on here. Um Dear Mama documentary on FX that streams on Hulu. I am a huge Tupac fan, and I admittedly was reluctant to watch this documentary. In fact, it was like it was three episodes in before I even decided to give it a chance because I felt like I know everything about Tupac. They've had so many documentaries about him. Do I really need to watch another? I watched it, man, and it is, to me, phenomenal. But don't take my word for it. Check it out. Uh, Everybody who I've seen that has uh, watched it, they feel the same way. Like It's revealing things that you didn't know, no matter how big of a Pac fan you were. And um, it's not just focusing on him. It's focusing on his mom, Mm -hmm. Afeni Shakur, as well. So uh, check that out, streaming on Hulu. It's five episodes. They've aired three. By the time you hear this episode, they will have aired four. So, um, so check that out. Yeah, I'll I'll second that before Fur jumps in. It's it's really good and and just super surprised at some of the nuggets in there talking about the Black Panthers and all of that and the parts about Fred Hammond and and you know Cointel Pro and all that like. It, it, it's it's cool to hear all that. Cointel Pro was greedy, dog. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> they were greasy, man. And, and oh, uh, you know what? That's a whole nother episode. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> they, they were greasy, though. So, uh, first of all, I want to say uh, happy Asian American Heritage Month. No, excuse me. Asian American Native Hawaiian and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Um, so I don't think we ever celebrated that before, but the reason I brought it up is because I was watching, I want to say first take or one of the shows on ESPN today and one of the sportscasters, I want to say his name is Pablo Torre. He was talking about the, you know, Asian heritage, American, Asian American, Hawaiian, Native, Pacific Native Hawaiian and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And the reason I'm having a problem saying it is because he's like, think about how they're trying to cram all this into one one month. Like there's so many different cultures. There's so many different like if you just like Asian, if you think about Asians, just period. Japanese, Chinese, Korean, like there's so many different people, some sub, subgroups is like he wants to urge people to look at them differently, not just to just even though he's proud of his brothers and sisters, you know, but it's like, don't box us together, you know, uh, give us, a, give us our, our props. So, but I did want to send a shout out to that, but also want to, um, it seems like every other month, every month or something like that, we find ourselves, we're at the point in the program where we're, we're, we're praying for the family members and asking for prayers of, of loved ones. So, uh, uh, this week, my chapter has suffered uh, two losses. We lost one of our pro fights from Resolute, uh, Curtis Lee Eccles the third. His uh, his homegoing service will be in Atlanta this weekend, and I personally lost my line brother, my six uh, Melvin Jefferson the third this week, and we'll, I'll be going to Detroit to celebrate his homegoing with my line brothers next weekend 
Mel was a six on our line. He actually was a person who convinced me to move to Houston and who I stayed with when I first moved here. Very loving young man. Uh, he will be missed. Our line is uh, coming together to, you know, uh, celebrate the loss and his life. But also my heart goes out to his family, his mom and dad. And of course, Erica and the kids. Uh, he's we're here for you. He will be missed. I know it's a tough loss, you know, I don't have to say. So with that being said, we're going to have a moment of silence for these two young brothers, and then we'll go ahead and close it on out. Thank you. Once again, three brothers, no sense. Your favorite barbershop style podcast. Remember the six rules of podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again.